And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on our way, Watson. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 89 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa, and I am covering the book. Wow. <laughs> I'm not even 10 seconds in, and I've screwed it up already. I am coming to you, well, I'm live, but you're not listening to it live, from Grimsby, Ontario. I am at my sister's. Um, I was home for a day yep 24 hours just a little over 24 hours i was home from my grand adventure to new brunswick and now i am off to another grand adventure at my sister's um she needs some help so that's why i'm down here but i am coming to you from the boudoir but not my boudoir I am actually in my nephew's boudoir, <laughs> so I am sleeping on a bed that is about a foot and a half off the floor, and I have baby shark sheets on the bed, so uh, it is just me this week. The live studio audience is otherwise engaged, so you have just me and uh, no housekeeping. <laughs> um, yeah, so... There you go. Um, I'm going to actually send him a quick message to make sure that there's no housekeeping. Um, but the biggest thing happening um, is that the pre-order sales go on this week. Um, my book, Musings from Me, my poetry book comes out May 10th. And the pre-order sales go on this week, so yay! They'll start on Wednesday, which is the 6th, but this will already be out by the time the sale is out, so go get one! Go buy a book, please. I'm asking you, please, go buy a book. I would appreciate it. Um, so the last time we talked, I was in Perth Andover, New Brunswick. And I want you to all understand that... Yes, I am on disability. I am on a fixed income. And it may sound like I have all of this disposable income to jet off to Florida and drive off to New Brunswick and take off to Grimsby and, you know, off to California in June. What you need to understand is that I wouldn't be able to do any of these things if it weren't for the kindness of my family and my friends. My mom paid for me to go to Florida with her so that she wouldn't have to drive herself down and so that she wouldn't have to go by herself because she is elderly and she is handicapped. Um, the trip to New Brunswick was to drive my bestie sister, Crystal, 
um, home and she paid for the gas and she fed me while I was there. And I hung out for a week and visited and then I came home. And I'm down at my sister's because there's they're doing renos and they need help. So they asked me to come and help. They're going to feed me. They're going, they paid for my gas to come down. Um, so it's not that I have all of this disposable income and, um, you know, I'm, I'm milking the system. I'm not. I don't have any disposable income. And if it wasn't for the kindness of my family and my friends, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do. So I just wanted to put that out there and um, make that perfectly clear. So I do actually have some housekeeping. Hang on one second. All right, so here we go. We're going to, oh, it's brief. So Dartmouth Publications, I already told you about this, newest release um, is my book, Musings from Me, and it goes on pre-sale today, which is May 2nd. Um, this is all housekeeping you would have already heard on Mythbits when she did the magazine review. So I'm going to be, my podcast comes, anyway, so it goes on pre-sale on May 2nd, um, and then next Monday they will announce, we will announce the first 10 contestants that will be moving to round two for the open contract challenge. Yes, the game is underway, my friends. The challenge has begun. We have our contestants. Um, the top 10 are being chosen as I speak, and you will find out on Monday. And Dave is currently in negotiations with the same company which prints our paperback books to expand into printing our up-and-coming comic series, American Smash, as well as all New Wave comic titles. So that is it for housekeeping this week. Um, yeah, so I am here in Grimsby now. We are going to start with my trip home on Sunday. I had an amazing week. Um, at my sister's, we did some really fun things, um, all kind of in one day because, um, Mother Nature is a cranky bitch and it snowed while I was there. So a lot of the things that we had planned, um, like building the greenhouse, digging the fire pit, um, they were kind of put, we started the greenhouse we located where Crystal would like the fire pit, uh, but not much else got done because of the weather. We did get the cairn built, um, and that was kind of an important thing for us to do because I was I left on the 1st of May, which is um, Beltane, and it is kind of important to me. So, welcoming the land spirits back to the land, waking the land, um, welcoming, being Irish and being Celtic, welcoming the fae, the fairy, back to the land is a big deal for me. So, we did that um, the Saturday night, and we built the cairn, we gave an offering, and um, 
it was it was really lovely. It was really moving. And we had some crows that came and joined us, uh, sky puppies, as we call them, because Brian likes to train them. <laughs> they are sky puppies. And uh, so they we could hear them chittering behind us and, and making the little crow noises, not the cawing or anything like that, but the, the, the noises um, that they use to communicate with each other. It was really kind of cool. Anyway, so um, we did that and we had spent our day, Saturday was girls day, and we went to this really, really cool shop in Findlay. I want to say it was in Findlay. I could be wrong, but I want to say it was in Findlay. It's called Hunter House. And you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Instagram. And they're on TikTok. And um, they have some really, really cool stuff. They've got handmade soaps and handmade soy candles. Um creams and lotions and um, bath bombs and lip balms. A lot of the stuff I couldn't um, smell, I couldn't test because coconut oil, coconut allergy. But I did get a really delicious smelling soy candle called chocolate cheesecake and it smells just like chocolate cheesecake. And I got um, some more black salt. And if you don't know what black salt is used for, Google it. And I got a really nice chunk of amethyst, and it still had the outer part of the crust attached to it. It was beautiful, and it was three bucks. I couldn't believe it, it was three bucks. And then we went over to Fredericton, to the Michaels, and they had pieces not as pretty, not as, as um, well-polished, and not as big for like 11 bucks. <laughs> so, yeah. And I got some really, really good chocolate as well. So we did that. And then we came back. And when we were in Ontario, we had picked up these Unicorn Glow Hologram Face Masks. And you know the ones that kind of make you look like Leatherface, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers kind of deal? Um... Yeah, well, these are supposed to be some, like, unicorn hologram glow things. So I got two of them, and I thought, we're going to do them. And we're going to TikTok them, and it's going to be funny. And we did them, and we TikTok them, and it was hilarious. I was laughing so hard at one point, and I'm kind of glad it didn't come through the audio on the video, because I was laughing so hard that I was tooting. <laughs> every time I laughed, I tooted, and every time I tooted, I laughed even more. I couldn't breathe. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, we definitely had this whole uh, man in the iron mask vibe going. Um, yeah, it was it was hilarious. So we did that, and um, had a really good week. Ate some really good food, and then uh, I left about nine seventeen Sunday morning. Now that's nine seventeen New Brunswick time, which means. It was 8.17 Ontario time. So um, it took me an hour to drive from 
Crystal's house to the New Brunswick-Quebec border. So she lives just an hour inside New Brunswick. So I hit um, the Quebec border uh, about 10.17 Ontario time. And I crossed into Ontario at 4.30, 4.30 Ontario time. Five hours in the province that never ends. Now, it was a good drive. It was a really good drive. Um, the traffic was good. There was a couple of slowdowns, but nothing major. Traffic was moving at a decent clip. Um, the headwinds were low, which means I didn't have to stop a hundred times for gas. Uh, I have found in my little car that if I'm battling the wind, and I mean, I battle the wind. I get batted around like a ping pong ball in this little car. Um, I burn gas like water. It's insane. And I filled up like five times. I filled up when we went, when we were going down, I filled up the night before. And then we drove for like six hours. And then I filled up like three times in Quebec, four times in Quebec. And then once again, once we crossed into New Brunswick and, or just before we crossed in, so I filled up like three times, four times. I filled up like four or five times the entire trip going to New Brunswick. It was insane how quickly I was going through gas. And it was once we got into Quebec and closer to uh, the west or the east coast, um, and the winds really started to pick up and we started getting close more and more into the Appalachians that my gas just started disappearing. Like a blink, it's gone. Um, coming home, I only had to stop twice and go back for gas. I only filled up like, I think twice, three times, maybe the whole, the whole trip home. So, um, yeah, it was kind of good, but it was fairly quiet and I got home. It was still daylight, which I was really happy about. And um, unloaded the car, ate my dinner, and just kind of vegged on the couch for the evening. Um, and then Monday, I did nothing. I'm pretty sure you noticed there were no posts on Monday. Um, I did nothing. <laughs> I didn't even get dressed. I didn't put pants on. I didn't put, oh, I did put pants on because I had to go down to the car and get my headphones um, so that I could um, say goodnight to Dave. And, but I did nothing. I just laid on the couch as best as you can on my little two-seater um, love seat. It, basically, if I'm going to lie on the couch, I hang my legs over the, well, okay, I don't hang my legs over. I crossed my ankles on the arm of the couch because it's a short couch. I'm a short person. But, um, and I just binge watched Beverly Hills 90210 all day. I made, um, what did I make for dinner last night? Oh, I made um, boneless, skinless chicken breast. I did them in the oven in cream and mushroom soup and then made a pot of rice and just kind of mashed the two together and grabbed a spoon and called it good. And, 
yeah, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even really unpack. Um, this morning, it was more of a taking out the stuff out of my suitcase that I wasn't going to need, putting in the stuff that I was going to need, leaving the rest in there, grabbing my laundry basket, because a dryer, I can actually wash my towels and throw them through the dryer so they're all nice and fluffy. Um, and loading the car, and, and I was on the road by, I think, just afternoon, and then I was at my sister's by 2.30. Yeah, 2.30? Yeah. It took me about an hour, hour and a half to get here. Um, and, yeah, my niece, my niece and my nephew were ecstatic to see me. It was funny, because um, I haven't seen the dog since... Well, I haven't seen any of them since uh, September. Yeah, September was the last time I was here and I saw anybody. Um, because October, I went to California and I was in California until January. And then I came home and like six days later, I was on my way to Florida. So I hadn't been here since September. So when the last time I saw the dog, she was still puppy, puppy, puppy. And um, my youngest niece, she was like baby, baby. She wasn't like moving around or nothing. She slept and ate. That was it. Um, so I came in the door and the dog heard me and she jumped up. Toy in her mouth came zipping around the corner as soon as she saw me she kind of like put the brakes on and did a little low growl till she recognized me took her a minute to recognize me well as soon as she recognized me she just lost her ever-loving little mind and she was whining and crying and, and and like leaping around and she just didn't know what to do with herself because she was so excited to see me and um i couldn't go anywhere without her being right beside me i sit on the couch she'd sit on me and she hugs. Oh my gosh, it's just the coolest thing. She leans against you and then she kind of nuzzles her head up underneath your chin or she'll put her head over your shoulder and kind of like hug your neck. It's just, it's incredible. And she will just stay there and you can hug her back and kiss her and pet her and she just stays there. Oh, there's, there's there are two best hugs in the world. And that is a hug from a child like a true, heartfelt, I love you hug from a child and a hug from a dog. And I got both of those today. So um, everything else that's going pear-shaped wonky in my life, those hugs kind of just squeezed all my my bruised, bent, and broken pieces back together. <laughs> and yeah, so Piper wouldn't leave my side. She just kind of stayed with me the entire time. Um, every time I sat on the couch, she was right up there on the couch beside me. And if my nephew kind of got too close, she would push her way in between the two of us. And not in an aggressive guarding kind of way, just in a, I want to sit beside her. Like, she had no problems with him climbing all over me and um it took Haley a little bit after she woke up she was kind of eh, you know because they're sick 
they've got a cold, they don't feel well. Um, and then it, her, my sister gave her some medicine and she just bounced right back. And then she was just like, Aunt Teffy, Aunt Teffy, Aunt Teffy, Aunt Teffy, Aunt Teffy. And, and my nephew was like, Aunt Teffy, Aunt Teffy, Aunt Teffy. And then the baby, it took her. She's so laid back. She's just like, whatever. You know, she'll just roll with it. And she's got rolls to roll with it. She's a little chunky monkey. Um, and seeing as she was so premature and so tiny when she was born, seeing her little rolls and her little dimples and her chubby little cheeks and her little round, I just want to eat her. I just, I just want to just like gobble her up. She's so adorable. Um, it took her a little bit, but, uh, I mean, she didn't cry or anything. She didn't freak out or anything. Um, but she just kind of studied me and she kind of watched me with her brother and her sister. And, you know, I kept making weird faces at her and, you know, making weird noises at her and doing what Aunt Teffy does. And just like any of my three nephews or my niece, she fell to the charms of the Aunt Teffy. And she loves me. She's giggling and laughing. And when my sister and I did the walk through through the house to look at the all the stuff that needed to be done on the list, I was carrying her and she was gnawing away on my necklace. Um, and then, uh, I gave the three, like, now, I, I had an experience tonight that I've never had in my life. I had two boys close in age. So, bath time when they were little, both in the tub, not a problem, throw them in. And then I had my daughter, um, there was eight years between my middle boy and my daughter. So, they were too old to be having a bath with their little sister. So, you know, throw her in the bath. They can get in the shower in and out by themselves. They were 8 and 10 when she was born. So, you know, throw her in the tub when she's older and, you know, it's all good. Um, I've never bathed three children at the same time. All three of them in the tub. Four to, what is she, like nine months now? Yeah, all three of them in the tub. All the toys, all the water. All the splashing. I was just as wet as they were by the end of the bath. <laughs> so was the floor and the walls. I do believe there was water dripping off the ceiling. Um, and because they're congested and they have a cold, once everybody was washed and clean and I'd scrubbed all their little heads, washed their hair, made sure their little feet and their bums and everything was clean, um, my sister came and got the baby. And then I turned the shower on to get some steam going for the oldest two to kind of let them breathe that steam in and kind of help clear out their lungs a little bit and um, so that they'd be able to sleep because my, my niece is a little snot ball right now. <laughs> my nephew, not so much. He doesn't, he doesn't have the congestion. Um, he was just vomiting. But my niece, she is a running, congested, goopy boogery little snot ball right now and you can hear she's not like she's talking like this because her sinuses are stuffed up yeah so um the steam she just stood under the hot water and just let it like run over her and uh it really helped she's in her room she's sound asleep she's quiet it's great um i'm interested to see what happens in the morning because i am in her brother's room which is right beside her room and she knows i'm in here and she has already asked me if I could get up with her in the morning. Now, um, fingers crossed, I'm hoping she sleeps in. 
because um, the job that I have to do tomorrow, I can't do until the um, other guy that my, my brother-in-law hired comes and does his part. Now, he's supposed to come at 7 in the morning, but he's not real reliable, so we'll kind of see. I'm, if all goes as planned, all things being equal, I should be able to start my portion of the job by 10. All things being the way they have been, I probably won't be getting started until about 1 in the afternoon. So I'm kind of hoping I can sleep in tomorrow. So I'm, I don't know, I'm just, I'm feeling very run down right now. And I just think it's because I've had a whirlwind. Um, I got home from Florida. I spent a week at home. I was off to New Brunswick. And then I came home for a day down to my sister's. So I haven't really had any time to kind of um, decompress. And the time difference, I haven't really had any time to just... Like, I haven't had a date night with my boyfriend. Um, we haven't had time to have quality time because when I was in New Brunswick, there was a four-hour time difference. So I'm going to bed at, like, midnight, and it's 8 o'clock for him. So it was it was difficult to be able to find time to spend together. I mean, usually it was maybe half an hour, 45 minutes um, at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning for me. And, you know, we did the best we could. So then I came home and, um, like I said, I was just, you know, broccoli on the couch all day yesterday. And um, we just haven't, our schedules just haven't kind of lined up to where, we've been able to spend any quality time together, so I haven't had that um, outlet of decompression where we just sit and I just blah, I verbally vomit everything onto him that I need to get out and that I need to get off my chest. And um, he kind of tells me what he's going through and then we kind of talk business and, and just hang out and chat. Sometimes we'll watch a movie. Well, we haven't been able to do that for a while. So I'm just kind of almost running on fumes. Now, I got my my um, emotional well filled a bit today with my niece and my nephew, my nieces and my nephew, and the dog and my sister. Um, my sister is genuinely happy to see me. And that just, you have no idea how much that means to me. That means everything to me to have that relationship with my sister um and just you know the fact that my nephew and my nieces were just like, yay and teffy's here and teffy's here can you bathe us at teffy can you read us stories at teffy and you know i love being called aunt teffy i absolutely love it so yeah i read the stories and um, the, the book that I was telling you about, I think it was a few podcasts ago, I was telling you about one of my favorite kids' books that I just absolutely love to read. And I'm going to read it tomorrow 
because I couldn't remember the name of it and I described it to everyone. And he knows, he, this kid has a memory like a trap. He remembers everything. Like at dinner tonight, we were um, talking and he's like, do you remember when we went to this place? Now, he was mistaken on the location. He thought it was when we were in Florida, but it was actually sooner it was at an earlier time than we when we were in Florida two years ago. Um, it was the summer, that summer, and we went to the bird sanctuary in St. Catharines, or in, in Niagara Falls. And um, they have this one section where there was supposed to be a skunk, but we couldn't find the skunk. The skunk wasn't there that day. He remembered that. He remembered the fact that we went to this place and the skunk wasn't there. And I, holy crap, child, <laughs> you're four. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, I couldn't remember the name of the book. So I'm describing it to him and I'm telling him, you know, it's this bear at the zoo and he's throwing a party and he invites these animals and then he realizes he's got to invite the other ones. And he knew right away. Xander Panda throws a party, and off he ran, and he got the book, and yes, I absolutely love Xander Panda throws a party, because I can do all these neat little voices for each character, and I get into this, like, flow of it, and I absolutely love it. I just, I love the book. I do. It's so much fun to read. So, that is on the agenda tomorrow, when I take a break. And apparently I've been roped into a game of Mousetrap. Because Everett likes to play Mousetrap, so we're going to do that too. But, uh, yeah, I'm here probably for about two weeks. Um, at least I'm here until, yeah. Again, all things being equal, everything going the way that they're supposed to go, I am here until the 13th, 14th. So, uh, 10 days I should be here. And then I'll go home, and I'll probably be home for about a month. Um, to the end of June, middle to the end of June. That all depends on um, certain circumstances. Now, if those circumstances are non-existent, then I may head out the beginning of June. I don't know. More than likely, though, um, financially speaking, it's going to be closer to the middle to the end of June. Um, and I do have to sit down and I do have to count out my days. I have to find out how many days I have left. Um, now, I don't have to save days for later um, because that's a whole other kettle of fish that we'll cross later. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I figure I should be at home at least long enough to actually have to buy groceries. <laughs> you know, maybe. Uh, it is cheaper, though, for me to not have to buy groceries and just go places where other people have to feed me. Um, I get fed very well when I'm away. <laughs> so, you know, I'm okay with that. But, uh, now, there are some interesting sites to see on the... Sorry, I'm stretching out my legs. They're a little sore tonight. There's some interesting things to see uh, on the trip home from New Brunswick. And, you know, the big moose signs. 
um, the strange little town signs. And I came across this road sign, and I can't get it out of my head. I can't shake it. Now, it is in Ontario. It is the name of a road in Ontario. It is near uh, Wilmot Creek. I do believe it's in Clarington. Yes, it is in the municipality of Clarington, Ontario. You can Google it. I, I kid you not. And it makes me giggle every time. I know, I'm childish. It makes me a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> it makes me a 12-year-old girl, because whatever. It just makes me a 12-year-old. I am a child when it comes to the name of this road. The name of the road is Cobbledick Road. Yep, Cobbledick Road. Um, yeah, and <laughs> just, it just makes me giggle. It's, just, it's fun to say. It's it's uh, childish. Um, yes, I'm being a child. And it's just, yeah, Cobbledick Road. And I see it every time I come back. And, you know, every time I'm in that area of Ontario, there it is. <laughs> it's just, right, there it is. And I snork every time I go by it. So I had to share that with you. Um, there's something else when we were going through Quebec. Uh, I don't know what kind of business it is. And actually, I'm going to Google that right now. And I'm going to find out what kind of, of business it is. Because it sounds like an Italian... What's a real estate developer? Okay, so there's this real estate developer. Now, it sounds like um, a, a, a cross. Oh, okay, so there is actually a, a vegetable by this name. But there also is a real estate developer by this name. And it sounded like an Italian vegetable to me. It made me laugh. Um, we, we laughed about it. Crystal and I giggled about it. And I sent her a message the other day, and that's all I said. Sent her a video, and all I said was, Broccolini! <laughs> broccolini, the Italian broccoli. Yep. Italian broccoli. Thought it was funny. Um, but, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was kind of delirious by the time I hit Ontario. I was tired. Um... I had gotten tired of talking to myself because <laughs> I was by myself. And um, my playlist had gotten old. I know all the songs. I, I put them on the playlist. And the one thing about driving through Quebec is you will not find an English radio station at all. Not even maybe. And they don't even play English songs. So if you don't have something that you can play music on, you're screwed. You're talking to yourself. So... All right, so as I said, I am in Grimsby. I'm going to give you a little history. So Grimsby is a town on Lake Ontario in the Niagara region, and it's part of the Hamilton Census metropolitan area. It's named after the English fishing town of Grimsby in northeast Lincolnshire. Of course, why wouldn't it be? A lot of things in Canada are named after our English counterparts because we were a monarchy at one point in time. So there, 
the town has 33 small parks, 17 larger, and many more green spaces, sports fields, parkettes, trails, and facilities. Um, little history. The Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation were the first people who lived in Grimsby, on Grimsby's land. However, a group of United Empire Loyalists from Great Britain settled on the land originally named Township Number 6, and then the 40, to make Grimsby be founded in 1790. Now, Robert Nellis, a politician and later a lieutenant colonel in the War of 1812, was one of the town's founders, which is kind of funny because that's the name of the street my sister lives on. His home on Main Street was used for many planning sessions during the war. In 1816, the settlement became known as Grimsby, the name of the surrounding township in memory of the seaport town of Grimsby in North northeast Lincolnshire, England. It is still there to this day. So, the village of Grimsby was officially incorporated in 1876 and became a town in 1922. Um, now, let's see if there's some interesting history and heritage. Um, nope, nothing interesting. <laughs> nothing that I haven't already told you of anyway. Uh, Grimsby was the site of the first municipal meeting in Upper Canada on April 5th, 1790, and the location of the engagement at the Forty in 1813, the pivotal naval battle and turning point in the War of 1812. So that is where I am for the next at least 10 days. So now that I am back in Canada, I'm going to share some surprising and weird facts with you. Um, okay. I know I sound like I'm hedging, and I am. There is a huge uh, news story breaking right now in the States, and I was um, suggested that I talk about it in my show. It is a very hot-button topic. It is a very, um, you either feel one way or you feel the other way. There is no middle ground with this topic. I have a very definitive belief regarding this topic. Um, what is going on right now in the United States is it was leaked it hasn't happened yet, but it was leaked that the Supreme Court was considering, was well, not considering, was going to overturn Roe versus Wade and go back to making abortion in certain circumstances illegal. Like I said, hot button subject. Um... It has been said that American women can still come to Canada and get an abortion. I'm not going to comment on that. Canada is making up some laws right now that I don't agree with. Um, that I have um, issues with. So, I can't comment on 
whether or not American women can come. That is just something that I read in a news article. I'm not saying that it's true or not. But what is happening right now, if you have ever read the book The Handmaid's Tale, this is very much what drives that story. This whole um, taking the ability for a woman to make choices governing her own body, specific choices governing her own body away from her. Now, at the risk of sounding overly feminist, in a conversation I was having earlier tonight, there was a comment made, the best way to cripple a society, the best way to oppress a society is to oppress the women of that society. It's kind of true. But anyway, like I said, it's a very hot-button topic. I would never personally um, feel that I had the right to impose on somebody else what they're allowed to do or not do. Whether I agree with it or not, and just to clarify, I don't agree with it for me. It is not a choice that I would make for me, barring certain circumstances. But my opinion is my opinion. My feelings are my feelings. And I don't feel that I have the right to tell somebody else that because I think this is not something that I would choose for me, you can't do it either. So it's a very fine line that you start to walk when you start infringing on the rights of other people, regardless of whether or not you agree with them, regardless of whether or not spiritually, religiously, morally, or ethically you think it's good or not. That doesn't matter. Your opinion only matters for you. Your choice only matters for you. You do not have the right to impose your choice on somebody else. Now, I get it. There is the argument that can be made for the fact that what about the dad? What about the father of that child? Why doesn't he not have equal say? Well, again, hot button topic. Um, half of that, genetically, half of that child is technically his. You could argue that he has just as much right to make decisions for that child as the mother does. Unfortunately, they can't share custody until the child is born. And the child must reside with the mother until it's born. So, like I said, it's a very hot button topic. It's a very gray area in certain things, but the basis of it is I would never impose 
my beliefs, my opinions, and my thoughts on another woman and tell her what she can or cannot do with her body. I know what I would do and not do with my body, but I would never, ever think that I was big enough or important enough or right enough to impose my beliefs, my feelings, onto somebody else. And I think that overturning Roe versus Wade is treading into very, very, very scary, very dangerous waters. Um, it's going to start forcing things back into the shadows. It's going to start forcing things back into the back alleys and into dirty surgical suites and dangerous um, germ-infested tools. And there's going to be more death. There's going to be more illness. There's going to be more sickness. Because it's going to go back to the days when you went to that back alley doctor and they performed it illegally under sketchy circumstances with dirty tools. And, you know, the best care goes to the highest payer. So, like I said, it's, it's, it's entering into a very murky, very scary area. And it, it goes much deeper than just overturning the abortion law. There's so much more embedded in that decision. It's not just that. Um, and it scares me. It scares me as a woman, as a mother of a daughter. It scares me. It really, really does. As the girlfriend of a man who has two daughters, it scares the hell out of me. It really does. Because you enter, you can also enter into um, birth control is illegal. You could go back to the days of when only married women had access to birth control. And only if the husband deemed it okay. And that was as, as, as close as the 1960s. So, like I said, it's a very... And I've been kind of... <sighs> skating around it in my own head, um, debating whether or not I was going to even mention it, because you all know I don't get political on my podcast. I keep generally keep my personal opinions, my political opinions. Well, okay, I don't have political opinions, but you know what I mean. I generally keep my opinions on very hot-button topics, very controversial topics to myself. I don't bring them up on my podcast, but... This is something that um, I think should be talked about. I think should be... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get comfortable. Um, 
needs to be a concern for not just women, but men too. Men need to be concerned for the women. I don't know. I don't know. It scares me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Now, it hasn't actually happened. They haven't actually done it yet. It was just leaked that the Supreme Court was going to do this. So, um, we need to hope and pray that it doesn't happen. Um, things are getting very scary. Just very scary. So, just be safe out there. Okay, so that's that seriousness taken care of um, off my chest. And let's go back to the fun, shall we? <laughs> I don't know how we can, but, you know, we're going to try. So, um, here are 30 weird facts about Canada that proves it's the most interesting com company. Good heavens. Yes, Canada is actually a company. Every country is. It's run like a company. Um that makes it the most interesting country. So, A is a valid English word in the Oxford Dictionary. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, Canada. There's a lot to love about our country, from its glorious landscapes to its diverse population. Its unique combination of beauty and odd history makes it one of the most magical places in the world. Canada only got got apparently Canadians can't speak either. Canada only got its own flag a hundred years after it became a country. On February fifteenth, nineteen sixty-five. Part of Canada is on Mars. Kind of. A crater on the planet was named after the town of Gander, Newfoundland, in honor of its efforts in space research. They don't have a whole lot else to do in Gander. The famous Canadian interjection, A, is actually listed in the Canadian Oxford Dictionary as a valid word. Look it up. The Royal Canadian Mint once made a gigantic loony which is our $1 coin, made of 99.9% .9 gold that was worth $1 million. That's right. You can write a letter in any language and send it to the North Pole, H-O-H-O-H-O, -O -O, Canada. And you will receive a letter back from Santa Claus. Yes, Santa Claus's address for all those letters that your kids send to Santa is in Canada. Quebec manufactures more than 77% of the world's maple syrup. I know, it's tasty, tasty stuff. It's about the only good thing that comes out of Quebec. Canada shares the largest demilitarized border in the world with the United States. And that is something that I have been saying since I was a child. We have the longest undefended border in the world. The townspeople of Nanaimo, B.C., British Columbia, race their bathtubs as part of an annual aquatic tradition. Yes, their bathtubs. 
Some of the world's most popular superheroes were conceived by Canadian minds, including Superman and, yes, my absentee live studio audience, Wolverine. <laughs> I would have said my live studio audience, but like I told you earlier, he is otherwise engaged. So, yes, Wolverine and Superman were conceived by Canadian minds. Yes, yes, they were, because winters are long and cold. That being said, it is against Canadian law to have comics that depict criminal acts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes, I said it. You cannot have a comic that depicts a criminal act. All of our comics are clean, wholesome fun. Canada is home to the Narcissus Snake Pits of Manitoba, the largest orgy of garter snakes in the world. 20% of the world's fresh water is in Canada, and it has more lakes than any other country. The most common last name in Canada is, yep, you guessed it, Smith. In Alberta's Banff National Park, overpasses that go over highways are made for wildlife and have trees and shrubs growing on them so they don't get hit by the cars because, I mean, I'm telling you, a moose will mess up your day. The third official language, third official language of Canada is goose. No, just kidding. But Canadian geese do have as many as 13 different animal calls that are distinctly their own. Only in Canada could it go from minus 19 degrees Celsius to 22 degrees Celsius in an hour. It happened in Pincher Creek, Alberta in 1962. Look it up. I'm hearing strange sounds. If you're hearing them in the background, I don't know where they're coming from. But it's very strange. Yeah, it went from minus 19 degrees to 22 degrees Celsius in an hour. That is a heck of a headache, let me tell you. Ogopogo is a mythical monster similar to the Loch Ness Monster that supposedly lives in Lake Okanagan, B.C. As much as Canadians love hockey, it's actually not the national sport. Well, of course, a First Nations game is. Makes perfect sense. The Westboro Baptist Church and its members are banned from entering Canada. Hawaiian pizza was actually invented by a man from Ontario, not by the Hawaiians. Now, Hawaiian pizza is pineapple, ham, and cheese. At the Bay of Fundy in Nova Scotia, you can run on the seabed, but you have to make it across before the 100 billion tons of water rushes back in. There's an area in the Hudson Bay region that has less gravity than the rest of the planet. Now, Hudson Bay is in Ontario, just so you know. Less 
gravity than the rest of the planet. Yep. Gravity is not equal on all parts of the planet. There is a place in my province that has less of it. So up to 30% of Canada is covered in trees and thick forest. <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Prostitution laws are hazy in Canada. The purchase of sexual services is criminalized, but the selling of sexual services is allowed under certain conditions. So you can sell sex, you just can't buy it. Nope. Canada has been invaded twice by Americans in 1775 and in 1812. You notice we're still Canadian. The largest Sony big screen TV can be found in Toronto's Rogers Centre. Canada consumes more mac and cheese than any other country in the world. And the southern U.S. thought they had the market coined on mac and cheese. Mm-mm. Nope. Old Quebec is still walled off and is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. The lowest temperature ever recorded in Canada was in Snag, Yukon Territory at minus 60 three degrees Celsius. Now I'm going to actually Google that. I can tell you what that is in Fahrenheit. Okay, so minus 63 degrees Celsius is minus 81.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Minus 81.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh-huh. Yep. That's cold. The official phone number for Canada is 1-800-O-Canada. I dare you to call it. And that is 30 weird facts about Canada. Now here are seven surprising facts that you probably didn't know. You already know A is a real word. Superman was co-created by a Canadian. Canada has less gravity than anywhere else in the world, right here in Ontario. Over 20% of Canada's population is foreign-born. Mm -hmm. Canada is internationally recognized as a multicultural nation, and that's not just due to good marketing. According to Statistics Canada, nearly 7 million Canadians were born in a different country. For context, Canada's population was 37.06 million as of 2018. This makes Canada the most diverse country among G8 nations. The majority of Canada's foreign-born population live in Ontario, British Columbia, Quebec, and Alberta. Canada is the most educated country in the world. Canada is a country that recognizes the importance of quality education and that is reflected in its people. Over 56% of Canadian adults hold a college degree the highest proportion among developed nations. The most educated country in the world is Japan at just over 50%, followed by Israel with 49.9%. Already told you Santa Claus's official address is in Canada. You already know about the maple syrup, so there you go. Welcome to my country. I kind of decided, um, I was chit-chatting with Crystal, and 
I kind of keep, or was kind of keeping my podcast very generic, very um, non-nationality. And I kind of can't do that. I am Canadian. I was born in Canada. I live in Canada. I I speak Canadian. <laughs> I sound like a Canadian. Um, all of my knowledge is Canadian. Most of my stories are Canadian. When I travel and I discuss things in the U.S., it's from a Canadian perspective. So to try and keep my podcast as generic as possible is kind of turning my back on who I am. And I am a proud Canadian. I'm very proud to be Canadian. I'm not proud of my country or the people running my country or even the people running my province. But I am a proud Canadian. I'm proud of where I live and and where I'm from. So, yeah, um, my name is Lupa and I am Canadian. (laughs) So... You're probably going to get a lot more Canadian content. Um, my American listeners and my listeners from Australia and wherever else in the world you happen to listen to me about, you might learn something about my country. No, we don't live in igloos. Not all the time. They melt between June and July. Um, and then we start rebuilding in August. But I live in a very diverse, very interesting country. And I want to share that with you guys. I want to share my my adventures and my travels and my journeys um, through Canadian eyes. So, yeah, expect a little more Canadian content, a little more Canadian words <laughs> from your Canadian podcaster on an American network. <laughs> so, you know. All right, I think I'm going to wrap this for this week. Um, I'm kind of tired. I've got a busy day tomorrow. Uh, it's already like 12.30, so I am going to wrap this up. And I will talk to you all next week. Uh, I will probably still be in the same place, but I will have more interesting stories. So you know the drill. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Don't look shit. And be kind to each other. All right, everybody. I will catch you all next week. See ya. Carry on my way, what's up? There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.